I don't feel like sitting around a bunch of women all the time, yada, yada, yada. She says, she went over there and take that back. And yee, 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 yee. And the other thing is, this whole sex toy thing, I'm uncomfortable with it. Now, does that make it wrong? Because I don't want a ding-a-ling, or I don't want a dildo, or I don't want to be vibrating? That doesn't make it wrong. That just make it my, not my thing. Clearly, we all know you used to strip. Okay, but what do I got to so do with like, it? So it's like, why do you have to get so mad? So because, because I strip. Because if you sit over there and bench your ass over in front of somebody's face, how are you going to talk about me because I, I, did, did I, talk because about I have you? something to say did about sex? Did I talk sex? about you? Well, like, what did I say? What did the, for the whole ass episode you did, you were saying stuff like, she just want to ill. Why she want to talk about sex all the time? I didn't say why she want to talk about it. I she said that's what talk you talk about. She would talking about or why she got to, uh, why, why, why? I mean, but no. Why do you try to make it seem like I was just so uh like just so like everything is such a big issue. Listen, Candy, let me tell you something. As I said to him, when you said me stripping, I was in my 20s. I said growth is a beautiful thing. Yes, okay? you did say growth is a beautiful thing. Well, let me thing, say this to you also, you Candy. You always talking about us, acting like we always you talk so about like people too. drama, drama, drama. Do you not talk about people? What I'm saying is I did you not say you were say drama. We drama, drama, drama. Just last year, you was cussing people out all in their face. I mean, I would and cuss now somebody it's out. like, oh, I'm so above it all. Oh, like, come on. Don't go there. What, what you mean? Don't I'm go just there telling with me. the truth. It's not like I'm so above anybody. You're going to sit up here and make it seem like, oh, it's just so crazy I for me to want to talk it was about crazy. sex. I said it was a good conversation. You were in your 20s. I'm in my 30s. Okay, but It's not you? like I'm just that far off. Just stop trying to make it seem like I'm crazy. Listen, sweetie. You stated your opinion about things all season long. And when I state mine, don't get upset. I said, I don't like the dildo thing. I don't like it, Candy. It's your business. I don't care if I stripped when I was 20, 30, or 40. I don't want a dildo up my ass today. Okay? <laughs> okay? I like how Nene, she likes to reiterate <laughs> her response. I don't like it, Candy. I don't like I it. I don't like it. Or the one thing I love from Nene, let me tell you something. <laughs> if you took a shot every time you heard Nene say, let me tell you something, you would be in somebody's hospital. She likes to prepare you for the read. Yeah. After <laughs> like it's the coming. read, she likes to bring the read back. Oh, I love me some Lenithia. I said, I don't like the dildo thing. I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah. No, she's funny. So was Candy, this episode was so long ago. Yeah. Was Candy insinuating ass play with I, the dildo? Like with, no, I think Or she the, was just saying up my ass to just say just. Like she doesn't want a dildo in general. Yeah. She's just not into it. Mm-hmm. So I guess the, it was the reunion episode like a couple seasons back. And the whole focus was Candy bringing out her like candy coated sex toy line. That's when that whole thing got launched. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but like mm-hmm. throughout the commentary, like Nene was all like, you know, Ooh, this is not for me. It's too much. Why we always got to talk about sex. So now they just brought it up, you know, for that typical reunion drama. And I just, <laughs> I love the candy versus Nene dramas. They're so good. Yeah, because Candy never scared. Okay, I'm going to stop talking to you before I start <laughs> blowing up on your ass. <laughs> yeah, she... she yeah. From the first time she showed up, Candy was ready, okay? Candy always ready, always. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Well, no, we won't get there. So we can get there now, right? She was ready for T.S. Madison and Kaya, too, at the little escape concert when she said they can go. Okay, so real quick, this ain't the hung pop. But <laughs> Tamar had invited... Kaya and T.S. Madison, who, you know, Kaya, my neck. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my crack, right? I did hear about that. that, Mm -hmm. So, wait, they got... 
dismissed? They got dismissed, right? Because on their uh, video Facebook stream show called The Queen's Court, they talked a whole bunch of mess about um, Toya Wright, who is Candy and Tiny's friend. They also said that Candy has, like, a vagina as wide as all outside. <laughs> Listen, not my business. And so when they came... Where would one... Get that from. I mean, I I've idea. never known Candy to even sleep around like that. Listen, I don't know. But, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they, um, yeah, so they came to the concert as Tamar's guests, and I, something happened, something happened, something happened, and they, they got dismissed. But all sources <laughs> say that it's because Candy said they got to go. So Candy doesn't play on air and off. Okay? <laughs> Love me some Candy. <laughs> A true Taurus. Have you tuned into their little web series or web show, whatever they have? No, I haven't. I've seen clips from it. It's on. You can find it from Facebook, right? I think it's like pretty much. You can Google it. It's, I think it's oh. on YouTube and Facebook, I wherever. Seen it. It's on my to-do list, but I'm just like, I don't know if I can sit here for over an hour with just watching people talk mess, even though we're definitely on a show where we do just that. <laughs> But we have but enlightened mess, okay? That's not the purpose of the show, though. <laughs> Which ones? Ours or theirs? Ours. Oh, true, true. <laughs> theirs, they just talk a whole bunch of mess. I don't know if I, I have the bandwidth, but I'll give it a try. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're trying to do this whole, you know, shock jock kind of intro into the mm, industry. Mm. Kind of like Wendy Williams. Like, I'm just going to talk shit about everybody and shock my listeners and, and try to gain a following after that. I don't know. Maybe the the music thing not working out for her. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not really. Well, I feel um, like T.S. Madison into... is just doing that for fun because if you watch, are they movie... friends? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Okay. I know Kaya. Well, we all know Kaya is like from the rap game. T.S. Madison yeah. is a transgender, used to be porn star. Okay. Um, and as one who has watched her videos, just for the curiosity of it, she did pretty good. So I don't know. I knew oh, no. she was transgendered, but I didn't know that she was in porn. Oh my goodness, yes. There was one video I saw where she was actually, well, not actually as a, it's a surprise, but she was topping a guy. <laughs> and I remember him saying, oh no, let me get used to it. <laughs> and I literally fell out. <laughs> <laughs> let I'm going to have to find that and send it to you. Used to it, it was so fun because T.S. Madison. Wow. Okay. Three legs. Okay. Cool. Inches upon, okay, <laughs> numerous, but you know, that's maybe for another show. Welcome to the Hug Podcast, everybody, where you may not want to dildo up your ass today, <laughs> or you might be just about drama, 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 drama. Yes, <laughs> but we'll never hang up on you. Hi, guys, I am P Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P R Y A N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on the IG, Twitter, and Facebook at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D, Facebook.com, slash Hung Up Pod. Send your emails, send your hangups, your, your hangups, your hungups, <laughs> um, all of that good stuff to hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes. You can also click the, uh, the, Wait, what? What lady? I don't know. Oh, I thought you said just came out weird the lady. I was like, what lady? (laughs) Am I Irish? I don't know. Um, You can click the email link on our Instagram. Yes. And thank you guys so much for all your support. The DMs are super cute. 
But come on a step further and give us these ratings, right? Go to Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, hit them five stars, give us a comment, go to the SoundCloud, interact with us because we want to what? Interact with you. Google Play, Stitcher, all of it. Yes. 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 <laughs> and just to let you guys know, this episode has been brought to you by a four-hour nap, almost five. Yo. That I just took. I'm so disappointed in myself because my timeline was come to your spot early, take, and then go home. I surely met Eric's couch once again and did not wake up until <laughs> the wee hours of the evening. Well, I, I, I let you sleep. I know you were tired. <laughs> I woke up kind of confused. I was like, where am I? <laughs> you woke up a couple times and yeah. I was just like, go back to sleep. Yes, it was And you did. Like, you were like, all right. <laughs> when you were like, it's early, I was just like, it sure is. Let me go to bed. <laughs> because I didn't want to say anything yeah. that would give you this kind of like anxiety and be like, oh, I have to get up now. No, I was I telling myself that in my head. <laughs> I wanted you to like rest a little bit because I, I knew you were excited. You were tired because when I walked up to oh my, my apartment... Gosh. You were in the car sleeping. When you knocked on the window, like I was like, what? Looking like somebody's dad who works three jobs. <laughs> and I he am just somebody's dad who works three jobs. Picking you up from practice or something. Like, dad is ex- exhausted. Yeah. And weird. you were in there for a sleep rock. At first, I'm like, yo, is he on the phone? Because mm-hmm. I had walked past your window, waved, yeah. and kept it moving because, you guys, it's like a blizzard outside. Yeah. So, and it's cold. So, once I noticed that you weren't moving. The car door hadn't opened. I'm like, let me circle back. I was not. <laughs> you were out. Okay. So I just, I just let him sleep for a little bit. I mean, I was in Iraq while you were sleeping. No. So <laughs> please go. <laughs> I was having a good old time. Yes, yes. I was, I was playing Ghost Recon, y'all, on, <laughs> on, on PlayStation while he was asleep. So it's another reason why I was just like, yeah, it's early. Go back, go back to sleep. We, yeah. we, we, we Gucci like. You, <laughs> Ooh, well, I'm here. I am awake, kind of. Hopefully, a little, a little more rested than what you. A little bit. I can you, go for a party. Yes, that's like the church house. You gonna come in? You gonna leave out? Yeah, different. Then you once you came, right? okay. <laughs> you won't leave it like you came in His name. Ah, y'all remember that song? <laughs> Blind, crippled, afflicted, sick, or lame. <laughs> Hallelujah, God. Thank See, you. Y'all, you can come to my spot and get a blessing. Amen. I'm just saying. And I did a four-hour one. <laughs> Maybe four and a half. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> while he was asleep, I made brownies. I, I made Eric. shrimp. <laughs> Eric, when I tell you I woke up confused, I'm going to just leave it be. <laughs> I'm still kind of confused. Like, I was really not. Yeah, you It's were. fine. But happy new year, everyone. This is the first episode of the actual 2018. We are four days into this jam. By the time you hear it, we will be seven days into the jam. Sure. Wait, let me check my calendar. Yes, seven days into it. So, Eric, how was your New Year's Eve into New Year's, and how are you dealing with the first four years? Well, this Nor'easter. For, first here. four days. You see, I'm confused. The first four years of what? The Nor'easter. <laughs> because that's all, like, this snow has just, like, been crazy. Um, but <clears throat> it was a good week. Um, actually, watched Beauty and the Beast on Netflix. Cute. The live action or the cartoon? The live. Oh, okay. I've been wanting to watch it for weeks because mm-hmm. I saw it load on Netflix. I'm like, you know how you got added to your little list? So I watched that and I just want to let everybody and you know that I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. It's the same script. Different cast? 
Shout just out to Whitney and Deborah Cox. Right. Weren't we talking about that we shit like a week ago? <laughs> <laughs> what were we texting about? Um, <laughs> you know, remember. I don't know. <laughs> it's a mess. Our text conversations are crazy. It's a mess, probably. Who knows? Who knows? That's why I don't even want to bring it up. <laughs> but it was great. Yeah. Um, the music, the, um, the visuals... Um, their voices, the costumes, whoever did the costumes for Beauty and the Beast. Bravo. Bravo. Great, great movie. I suggest everyone check it out, especially if you, you know, favor the old school Disney classic. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like I said, it's the exact same script. Um, Everything is verbatim. Even their movements, um, the scenes, everything is exactly the same. Yeah. So enjoy that if you're into it and if you get a chance. Um, and that was, <laughs> and, and then like work in this storm. Um, earlier this week, though, I wanted to bring this up. Someone that I work with, she and I are real cool. We were kind of having this conversation about the DM culture. And it's just like, jogged my memory because mm-hmm. right before we started taping, I think we said something about the DMs. Or no, you just mentioned. Oh yeah, we appreciate your DMs. Yeah, 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 but yeah. give us these ratings. It was a trigger. <laughs> <laughs> because we were talking about that. It was like this guy that we both like mutually know. Mm-hmm. Um, DM jump off? She you said DM jump off? Yeah. Well Oh my goodness. Scandal. He little bit. Whole bit. She was just like, nah, dude, because I got a boyfriend. And also, I'm looking at your Instagram. You got a girl. Oh, shit. Okay. And you got her posted on your Instagram. So it's just you like. You got a girl. Why you right. with me? Why you with me when you got a girl? girl. <laughs> 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 yes, um, But we kind of just got into this whole conversation about the DM culture and what you know where we're at today with technology and like what does that mean for like us dating people you know the single folks out here Mm. or not just single like people who are just dating in general like whatever it is you're looking for um and that trust thing you know because you you have to be willing to be vulnerable going into a new situation and as much as we 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 try you know you you can't carry that baggage Mm. and that hurt from that previous relationship into the new one. But in this world of DM culture where it's damn near mainstream, mm-hmm. and when you listen to a lot of music, it's damn near mainstream for somebody to be snatching your girl. You know what I mean? So it's it's just like, I don't know. It's just, we just had this this dialogue that I just wanted to bring here and like just throw that, throw it on you. Like, yeah. Yeah. because it, it is just kind of not daunting, but you you just wonder how many guys are out there that could really be okay if that's the arrangement, mm-hmm. if you've agreed to be monogamous with someone, how many people can really put forth the effort to execute that? Mm, like not sure. And and then it's like you have people who are great people, yeah, who have great intentions, yeah. but they just fuck up. 
there's so many temptations, especially with the Instagram, with the Man Crush Mondays, with the Woman Crush Wednesday, with Facebook, with Tumblr, with Tinder, with Jack, like all this social engagement that literally puts you in touch with someone literally within seconds, yeah. literally within a few, few, a few feet from you, if you will have it that way, right? right? right. I don't know. It's just dating's not what it used to be in the 50s and 60s for the obvious reasons, but I don't know. I think it's just worth us continuing to think about that and maybe even engage in conversation about what that, what that really means what for us. What was dating in the 50s and 60s? Well, all right. I, I, for example, no cell phones. Mm-hmm. So there were no social apps. There was no Facebook. So how you connect and communicate with people mm-hmm. was on a totally different scale. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had to put forth so much more effort. Um, to get in contact with somebody. To write a letter yeah. or to send a telegram or to call the operator to get a, to have them connect you with someone in another state and you don't know where they're at. You know what I mean? Mm. Like trying to find someone on the yellow pages. You know what I mean? Like just a totally different world. I think technology definitely made it a little, not a little, but a lot more easier to have a broader connection with people, right? Instantly, more instantly. But as far as, like, that trust aspect and being able to trust the fact that the nigga that you're seeing or the girl that you're seeing yeah. may not be slinging it to other people, but. that was still happening in the 50s and 60s, okay? <laughs> Some grandmas and grandpas... No, with all them random kids in different states and different cities what they say Papa was a Rolling Stone okay that came from back in the day he may not have been rolling on the DMs (laughs) and Instagram but he sure gassed up that car went down to Detroit when his main family lives in Philadelphia okay (laughs) alright let's let's call it what it is okay so you know what we say same script different Different cast cast. with different technology yeah (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there we go. That was yeah. that was my week in a nutshell. How was your week, and how are you? My week was amazing. I think New Year's Eve, I spent it the best way that I possibly could. So I was in the house. I oh, I didn't even mention. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, I didn't ahead. answer go it. Ahead. Same, my, same. Oh, okay. <laughs> or I was across the street with my neighbors. Oh, cute. And we cheers to hey, the ball guys. dropping. Yeah. But go on, and we watched. What's his name? Who? He's so fucking drunk every year. Don Lemon. Let me tell you, Don Lemon is where he was smoking weed. They were. They were. Meanwhile, we got so many black and brown sisters and brothers Mm -hmm. on the lockdown right now Mm -hmm. for doing just that. Yep. To watch from, could you imagine watching from a jail cell? That Can you come on, in come like a on state. and you know some people had, they were. Because it was New Year's, so you know that they were watching because what else would they have access to on New Year's, right. you know what I mean? So they would right. give them the benefit of, all right, motherfuckers, we, we'll at least let you watch the ball drop. Yeah, and now you got to watch people smoking weed. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, my they bad. They deserve to be set free. But no, yeah. I was up in the house. Um, I cooked, spent the New Year's Eve with my family. It was literally just like the best little recharge that I think I needed. Um, yeah, I had a great old time. Come on, recharge. I sat, I binged at The Crown on Netflix. I keep hearing about everybody. It is so good. I literally spent a day and watched so the entire season one. So it's um, a show based on the life of Queen Elizabeth as she like took the throne and just figuring out things as like a twenty year old and or a lady in her twenties with like two kids and a man who you know is dealing I, I with like being in her shadow. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting, and I can't wait to finish binging season two. 
Um, I How many cooked. episodes are on Netflix right now? Ten each. Ten for the two seasons. So 20 episodes. Okay, two mm-hmm. seasons. Mm-hmm. Got it. Two okay. seasons. Um, I cooked some amazing food. I made some oxtail for the first time, Jamaican style. I made some jerk chicken. I made jollof rice. So I am ready to be the Nigerian wife that I was destined to be. Okay? Uh, that said, <laughs> <laughs> how am I doing in these first four days? I'm extremely sexually frustrated, and I'm just trying to figure that out because mm. I'm not going back to the old roster. I'm trying to make a new one. New year, new roster. Let me know how that goes because, <laughs> come on now, like, we, we, we try not to go back to the old roster, but what ends up happening? You create a new one. <laughs> That's what's going to end up happening. We can't clink clink to that because you're not drinking. I'm the only one drinking right now. I know. I know. I'm just trying some new things in the new year. (laughs) But the people didn't have to know that. This message could have been brought to us by Merlot. It is. In spirit. It is. (laughs) A single. (laughs) A single glass of Merlot? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. But (laughs) we're here. (laughs) Come on with the Whitney hands. So... Um, just going off of that, I mentioned new year, new roster, new changes, right? So a part of my getting acclimated to this new year is just like really setting goals and figuring out, as we mentioned in the episode, the previous episode, right? Figuring out how we kind of want this new year to go. Yeah. And in thinking about the how, I realized that if I want to make certain changes, there are some boundaries that I have to set in my life, right? And not only be clear about those boundaries, but make those boundaries clear to others, yeah? Just so, like, I can really make progress towards the things that I want to do. And when I, instead of being vague, I'm, I'm really talking about boundaries in, like, my friendships and also, like, in my dating life. So I figured it would be cute to kind of start the year off just to talk about boundaries and to look into, like, what some of the consequences of setting boundaries can be and, like, kind of understand how we spent how we set, excuse me, boundaries and like what our patterns are when it comes to boundary setting. So let's just start from the top. If you don't mind sharing, like what are one or two boundaries that you feel like you currently have when it comes to like dating, friendships, relationships, what have you. Even you mentioned like the whole DM culture, like do you have boundaries in that? How about it? Wow. Hmm. I feel like I definitely have boundaries mm-hmm. to really be transparent with you. I feel like I'm still learning how to verbalize and I want to say negotiate those boundaries mm-hmm. because it's still like a learning process for me. Yeah. Um, one boundary that comes to mind immediately is just like my personal space in the beginning stages Mm -hmm. of us like connecting and getting to know each other. Um, I feel like in the past where I feel like my personal space has been violated in a way that that, like he's moving really quickly or my definition of smuggling me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that is an immediate turn off. Um, And it's, it can be a deal breaker for me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why that's that's a boundary. I think in the beginning, you know, because I've been down, I've been, I've done this a couple times. Yeah. So it's just like, I've been single and I'm going to remain single until the time is right. And I'm not out here like looking for anything. Absolutely. 
because um, I feel like when you're looking for it, you gonna it's gonna go it's gonna go right past you. Well, I'm over here, and it's gonna be over here. So um, my <coughs> personal space, like just yeah. And, and, and that, again, like I'm still like trying to define this. So yeah. you this actually may be a great conversation for you to kind of help me unpack yeah. some of this. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think we're all trying to define it, right? So like this conversation may feel kind of just like on the spot in a way. Yeah. Um, but I feel it's like great. so many of us, you know, know that we have to set boundaries in life, but don't even know where to start. Right. Mm-hmm. And don't even know what our boundaries are until we're faced with them. So I kind of want to just like ask a follow up okay. question too. how how do you think that boundary came? Right. Because that's a very valid one, like not wanting to be smothered. Like if you feel like you're moving too fast, like really kind of digging your heels in the ground. Like when you think back to kind of like your history, if you feel comfortable sharing, because I know yeah. some of these boundary setting roots can be yeah. sometimes personal. Like what? Yeah, it's having gotten my hopes up so many times just to be let down and be disappointed and I just don't want to rush to expectations I don't want to rush to conclusions I don't want to rush to really anything I just want to let's just take our time and that's what's attractive to me like you taking your time with me allowing me to open up and express myself in a way that it's just natural for me and I'm gonna it's just gonna happen because I'm just that type of guy Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and if you don't get that then that just means we're not we're not meant to be like we're not and that's another thing with dating people that we come in contact with it's not gonna always work out more than likely it may not because chances are that may not be your soulmate that may just be a lesson or something that you need to Experience so that way it can kind of prepare you or propel you on to, you know, to, to whatever's next. So it would definitely be to go back and answer your question. Just having been let down, not only just, yeah, my relationships, not just intimate ones, yeah. but let down from, you know, my mom, mm-hmm. you know, let down from dad, let down from family members, let down from um, people that, I consider friends or close and maybe, you know, have felt abandoned by or, um, you know, whatever. These are all things that we go through in life. And so for me, because I know that most people have good intentions and most people mean, well, we just fuck up. What I'm saying is let's just give us some time. Yeah. Take yeah. your time because we going to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Especially with us just trying to get to know each other. Me, me and a close friend of mine. Um, we had a disagreement a couple weeks ago and it was just two days ago where we actually sat down and we had a conversation about it and we came to the conclusion of it's okay we're still getting to know each other it's okay for us to not understand each other and not to see each other's point of view in an instant yeah in in an instant and we rush we, we run into these things and then when we have these disagreements we we flight we 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 get the fuck out yeah you know what I'm saying? And that doesn't create a strong relationship. At Not all. at all. That creates multiple, just like yeah. episodes. Episodes. Of yeah. Yeah. And I want to skip the episodes. Yeah. You I want can, a series? I can wait for my series. Yes. Okay. Or a my documentary. Show. Or <laughs> what have you? Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, space. Mm-hmm. Nice. Even in the sense of, I think he needs his own space. Mm-hmm. You're not living with me. Yeah. I want you to have your own space. That's dope. We talked about that before. You asked me that before. 
And I was telling you how I would appreciate having to go over to my boyfriend's house and knock on his door. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes, yes, we did. I remember that. I remember um, it. So space for me. Wait, what about you? What's, what's, what's one or it, two? It's so funny. Me? No, I'll give one. Um, it's funny that you mentioned space because I think with me, I'm really good at giving space. Right? I'm, I think when it comes Are to like... Are you proposing to me? Wait, what? <laughs> That's why your daddy thinks we're going out. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. You saw my face. I was like, wait. Number one for me was space. And then here he goes, you know what? I'm great at giving people space. Oh. I love space. I give space all the time. And you make oxtails. So. No, I'm just kidding. You know I love you. I love you too. (laughs) So. I do a great job of giving space, and I feel like in a lot of my relationships, um, whether they be potentially romantic or just, like, platonic, um, my friends and I do a good job of, like, you know, being super close when it's time to be super close, but also when we need a break, like, giving each other that break. That balance. Yeah. Because sometimes I need you, like, right here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, right here. I need to be all up under you. Absolutely. But then when it, like, sometimes I need you. Yeah, and I think that takes a special somebody to to understand that balance. Yeah, like, but I think there are moments too in my life, like especially as I try to do some soul searching for this new year and some introspection for this new year. There are moments when I need a little more engagement, right? Mm -hmm. While we're good at giving each other the space, there are times when I feel like, especially in the last year, there I mentioned over and over again, there were some like things I was in and some actions that I did that. You know, I weren't. I wasn't necessarily like proud of, or I don't note those as like my highlights in my life, right? And I think it's because I I desired a little more engagement from certain people. I needed you to, you know, check up on me on like a consistent basis, or I needed you to, you know, when we're in like a public space, just acknowledge my presence. Mm-hmm. Based on the relationship that we have, yeah. right? And so, but throughout those whole 12 months, right? About 30-ish days per month, I settled for whatever it was our relationship was and not having that piece of engagement. Mm-hmm. So literally being left like weeks to months, just kind of like, uh, and then, you know, call me when you need me. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it didn't feel good at all, yeah. right? And li- I remember just having little spurts of like racking my mind over and over again being like you know i don't feel valued i don't feel like this is like a true friendship i don't feel like this is a true relationship but yet i did not set that boundary clearly with the people with those people that i need to set those boundaries with so i think one boundary that i i'm definitely going to assert more and to communicate more is the fact that i need if this is a true friendship I need you to be engaged, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Not just, and not to be selfish, it's not just when I need it, but I'm hoping to engage you when you need that as mm-hmm. well, right? And I feel like, again, last year was a lot of pouring out and just being there when you needed it, but my vessel eventually became empty with nobody pouring in me. So, and where did that boundary come from? I just said, you know what I mean? Yeah. This whole past year of being in a space where I sat in my role of a giver, yeah. but I didn't receive shit. This and it's like a behavior mm-hmm. that, <clears throat> excuse me, that we we all sometimes well not all but a lot of us kind of fall into, um, you know, it, 
not too long ago that I realized, you know, Eric, how your relationships are with people, however fucked up they are or whatever it is you don't like about those relationships, you have to take some responsibility in knowing that you help create yeah, that, that relationship. Dynamic. Absolutely. And if somebody treats you shitty, it's because we've allowed them, them to treat us shitty. Mm-hmm. And if you don't say anything, how do you expect that to change, right? Setting those boundaries. Yeah. And so then it kind of brings me to my next question like when presenting those boundaries and setting those boundaries right do you think it's useful to do it up front automatically like this is january 4th here are my boundaries for the year or (laughs) do you wait for kind of like that moment that gives you the red flag to come up again and then be like you know what love you to death but in this area in our friendship in our relationship there's some things that are going to have to change for us to continue I think it, you know, it's a time and a place. Mm. I think there will be some boundaries that we very well may need to set up front. And then there'll be some that we can kind of wait. Because, you know, you don't want to be, in my opinion, I mean, some people might be into that. But I think it'll be a little abrasive if you, up front, you give this person, like, a list of... I don't want. Mm-hmm. Just know that that person also has a list, maybe not as long, but they also have a I list don't want either. Right. And they right. have heartbreak and they have situations that they're pissed off about mm-hmm. too, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So don't feel like you're the only one that's hurt or you're the only one that has expectations. You know what I mean? If, if, if you do. Um, but oh, I forgot where I was going with my point. Take your time. It's good. <laughs> In the words of Oprah, it's, mm, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Uh, they may have some hurt too right they may have a list for you just like you have a list for them right yeah but what were you saying before I even um do you automatically give them your oh yes so I was saying or do you and so you said it like some, kind of depends yeah, yeah some you give up front some you may wait till later like one you may have to give up front or immediately is yeah. put a condom on yeah I'm if, not if you I'm, are having sex yeah because that's a whole thing now. I'm crying. <laughs> that's a whole thing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that may be a boundary. If safe sex is a priority for you, you know what I mean? Saying that up front, especially if you're confronted with a sexual situation, mm-hmm. or and or, you know, saying what your what your position is. I'm a top. You know, I'm a bottom. I'm, I'm verse. You know what I mean? Well, I'm hearing that verse is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen stuff online. I've, I don't know if people really think that that's a real thing. Listen, we'll get there. Which is weird. We'll we, get yeah, there. We, we need to have a conversation about yeah. that. Because I definitely Probably with have a guest or two. Certainly. Yeah. But I definitely have some, some things to say about that. Um, because b- gay men, we, we constrict ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We use the same type of thought pattern that's used to oppress us to oppress each other. So just just watch what we putting out there, y'all. You know. I was actually just having a conversation with one of our listeners. Shout out to Gabby Souza, casting coach extraordinaire. Um, but yes. So, but going back to the list, so it kind of like depends. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what the situation calls for. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I definitely, I don't think there's like a cut and dry answer to like how you communicate your boundaries, but. You know, it really depends on who you're dealing with and what boundary you're trying to set. So I gave you an example of a boundary you would want to give up front immediately. Give us one that you think uh, could wait. Like, what's one boundary that we could hold off on bringing up? 
mm-hmm. and or wait until the the right moment or like you said where the flag is risen so <laughs> the red flag goes up <laughs> so the boundaries that we kind of talked about i think are boundaries that like live inside us right there are things that we kind of ruminate other ruminate over excuse me when we're either in front of the person that we're dealing with or away from them right like you need space that's kind of a consistent thing right i need engagement that's a consistent thing but what about boundaries that we set that are directly related to someone else's actions right so you're in a relationship or a friendship Mm. with someone and you notice that their behaviors when you guys are around right make you feel a certain way and kind of conflict with your personal boundaries i think those are things that you can kind of hold on hold off on until you see that individual and they start to act in the way so you can address it in that moment and not like i'm texting you randomly on a monday like bitch this behavior (laughs) is blowing me up like you know what i mean so wait if you if you're dating somebody Mm -hmm. and you're in like a social setting Mm -hmm. and you're saying or not even a social setting but like Mm -hmm. If that boundary doesn't come up when that person is not around, I think it would be super random to address it like over the phone one day randomly or like in a text message. Why not address it when that behavior is present so that person really can connect like it is this that I'm doing in this setting that is causing you to feel conflicted in your boundaries. I think that's a great goal to have. Mm. Um, And I would just say um, in the meantime, if you are dating give each other some room you know so if that person isn't necessarily communicating the most efficient way and if they are but just like maybe in an awkward way or a way that um you don't prefer just just be patient and, and and communicate that um and just like patrick said let them know you know what i appreciate you for telling me that next time when it's happening, I just want you to know it's okay for you to tell me in that instant. Mm-hmm. Or to, like, tap me on my shoulder and just be like, bang, time out. Or, bang. Mm-hmm. Or just to even nod or give me a look to let me know, like, we're going to talk later. Like, we don't even have to address it right. You know what I mean? In this yeah. instant, like, whatever it is that y'all want to come up with because it's your relationship. You set the boundaries. You set the rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I like that. Yeah, nice. Well, this last thing, right? Like, Boundaries are beautiful things. We're setting them. We're growing higher in 2018, <laughs> right? But let's acknowledge the fact that there are some risks to boundary setting, right? Yeah. So, like for example, losing your man. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a risk. Come on and knock on my door. We listen. <laughs> we can have like I know y'all listen to me, especially. I'll be wanting this, 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 and this. Yeah. You I can have. have it. I can have the all but I want. That is but a risk. It's a risk right? that I'm taking. Having to, the people that yeah. you're setting these boundaries with, whether yeah. they be you know a romantic partner or just a friend, right? You have these boundaries. You say this. This is my non-negotiable. This is where I'm gonna sit in in this next year. How do you feel about that? They could pack their little satchel like the Annalise gift <laughs> and keep it and moving. Keep it pushing, right? And those kitten pumps. Mm-hmm. Or they could respond in a way that really makes you feel selfish or makes you feel like a bitch or makes you feel yeah, like you're just requiring you too much. That's so true. You guys, we have to own that. Like we, you know, and we like to say it. I can say what I want. I can say whatever's on my mind. Sure. You can. You can. But, but you cannot control a person's response mm-hmm. or reaction. Mm-hmm. That's what we can't do. And I think a lot of times we are we, we find ourselves in these situations where we say something and then the person has a certain type of reaction and then we mad about the reaction. Yeah. So now you're mad about two things. You just created a, a, a fuckery of an issue. 
<laughs> we got to be more intentional going into these situations, especially conflict. Because there's a way about even having conflict. I would say be intentional too, but then also, you know, maybe be prepared for mm-hmm. those, like, let's even touch on those two specific things, right? The person walks away or that person makes you feel like you're being selfish and requiring too much. What happens if that person does walk away, right? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with, I set my boundaries, I'm okay with the boundaries I set because I thought of, about this and the person felt that they were too much, so now they are, they've decreased their relationship status in my life or they've decided to completely remove themselves right. from having a relationship, whether it be friendship, what have you, with me. How do we deal with that? Well, I guess the question goes back to how comfortable are we with the boundaries that we set? Mm-hmm. Because if we seriously own the boundaries that we set, then that means we own what comes with that. And, I feel and like, we have to acknowledge that yeah. if we set especially certain types of boundaries that, you know, we have to deal with rejection. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. How do we deal with rejection? Because that's something that we, we, we struggle with, yeah. you know? And I think if that person winds up leaving based on the boundaries that you set and you have, you know, kind of counted the cost and felt that you are comfortable with those boundaries, let them go. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because what? They're only going to stay if you sacrifice your boundaries for them. Right. Right? Another thing, too, they switch the conversation and you set your boundaries and it's just like, well, that's unfair. You're being selfish. All of these things. I guess it kind of goes back to what we said before. Are you being selfish for prioritizing yourself, for making sure that you have set the confines of what you want your relationship to be? Is that selfish or is that you just protecting yourself when you know nobody else is protecting you? Because that's the thing. When you try to look out for yourself, the devil will will try to tell you, you're being selfish. You're being selfish. You're doing too much. You're doing yeah. too much. Mm-mm. When that's not the case. So we have to be able to decipher the two yeah. and know the difference between the two, which it's, is sometimes going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Or you may not know instantly. You know, sometimes it takes some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just a final word. While there are these, like, risks to setting your boundaries, there are a whole bunch of benefits, right? So even though you may have consequences of people walking away or being positioned as selfish or Got whatever the, con- the negative consequence may be, setting your boundaries and understanding what your needs are and what you require in your various relationships will weed out the people in your life who you don't need don't and need. set you on a path not only for interpersonal progression, but for intrapersonal. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Bitch, not only will you progress in your relationships, no, you're but you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna progress in your personal life, in yourself, yeah, <laughs> and in your relationships. I with don't other have people. degrees. <laughs> cool, that was a cute little topic. <laughs> it was, was setting boundaries. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying, and, and also be kind to yourself. Because, you know, this is fresh, right? So even though we're trying to set these boundaries, there may be times when we sacrifice them, grow and learn. And hopefully by the end of the year, those boundaries will be solidified. Be kind to yourself. Which, I mean, I love that you said that because um, it really starts with ourselves. Mm -hmm. We talked a lot about setting boundaries and relationships. But the first and the most important (laughs) importance... The, mo- the first and most important relationship is with yourself. Yeah. And so we have to um, set clear boundaries for ourselves um, so that way we can be healthy and that we can be happy and we can prosper and have the things that we, that we really aspire to have. And <clears throat> by setting those boundaries with ourselves, that's, that's self-respect. 
and confidence. So that way, when that person comes into your life and you set that boundary with them and they cross it or they decide to walk away, you're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Rejection is not going to, it's not going to bother you too much. You know what I mean? Because we're still human. Yeah. We're still human. And we still have these things called emotions <laughs> that can fuck our lives up sometimes. But it's all good. It's just emotions taking me over. Caught up in sorrow, lost in the song. But if you don't come back, come home to me, darling. Yes, Ron. Don't you know there's nobody left in this world? Hold me tight. Yes, hallelujah. Nobody left in this world. Kiss goodnight. Yes. Good night, good night. Yes, pick it up. <laughs> that was me. Amen. Thank you, God. Great album. <laughs> so let's move on to the hung pop because it truly is a doozy. First and foremost, um, pregnancy rumors came up surrounding Kenya Moore. She said she's happy with her man and happy for her with her baby on the way. Um, she addressed those rumors because she's so she she did confirm. she might be expecting. She said to um, a couple blog sites or one of the blog sites out there that you never know. She lives in Atlanta. Her husband lives in New York. You know, it's common for some couples to live in two different places and have multiple properties. That is but true. But we'll see what changes within the next nine months. All right. So if you are pregnant, Kenya, baby bump. Listen, <laughs> if you're a pregnant Kenya Moore, I'm happy for you. I love an underdog story, and they tried to play her every single season, talking about you can't get a man, you can't get a baby. Well, bitch, she might have both now. Yeah. Where's Phaedra? Okay. Uh, without a job and no man. Yeah. A Wilhelmina model. But that <laughs> I I I I right. <laughs> up in Macy's. Okay. But um. Yeah, go ahead, Kenya. You know, yeah. I'm not. Shout I, out I to haven't, you. I haven't been you. here for everything that you've done sure. in the past. Sure. But listen, everybody wouldn't be here for all the things that I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay, my life not on camera for, to be judged. Yeah. So I'm not going to throw stones at a glass house. Okay. But I will just say, uh, in the pictures that I see with her and her bae, they look happy. Looks so fine, by the way. Um, I'm jealous, girl. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy for your happiness, Kenya. All right, so let's get into the real mess. We didn't do it last week, so this one makes up for last week's No Hung Pop and this week's Mess Galore. (laughs) Tamar Braxton, where do we start? So Tamar released a Instagram post a couple days, weeks, what have you, ago. And her Instagram post said this. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. She said, Vincent Herbert is having a baby and his whore decided to let me know about it tonight. That stupid broke-ass whore should check public records on Christmas before she goes through with it. He called back despite of his protection order. Ooh, Tamar, this grammar girl. Begging and lying like he's hanging out with Joe and Roxy from BT. Oh yeah, that's that's creditable. Okay, girl. No shade. However, before you judge me, know the facts. He's a real piece of work. SMH, happy new year, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, know that 2018 is a fresh start. And if I can have this lot, if I can leave this liar, you can leave yours too. So I don't I know just, what Tamar was saying with all Tamar, that. Them I could just errors. see your wig just 
tossing from side to side with your neck rolling this whole time that you were right in that <laughs> just so angry what? just like and that's cool <laughs> and that's cool or whatever and i'm not gonna knock you for that but for you to say he's a piece of work that's the least you can say about this man mm-hmm. he's a mess that's the so, least you can say about this man so i just feel like she she with the antics like come just give it to us I, i'm just waiting for her not to be a a cartoon mm-hmm. like i just but then again, this may be who she really is. I hear you. But all that post that she posted was in relation to her saying that Vincent Herbert got someone pregnant, right? The rumor mill from that took it way overboard and connected like Gloria Govan from Iyamla and Basketball Wives and said that, oh, he got Gloria pregnant. No, sorry, not Gloria. Laura Govan. Did I say Laura? Gloria. Laura. Oh Gloria God. is her sister. The Govan sisters, right? Jeez. They know for sleeping with everybody. But Adios mio. Laura was the one that they said was pregnant by Vince. She went on different shows, cleared that up. She's actually not pregnant. But then the question came about, well, were you sleeping with Vince? Mind you, Laura is an alleged friend of Tamar's, right? How did this come about? People were saying that Laura's ex-husband was going around telling people that she actually was sleeping with Vince and has proof because court documents show that Laura was receiving checks from various people, executives, blah, 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 including Vincent Herbert, based on whatever she may be offering them, a.k.a. meow. Does that make sense? Yeah, because... This is a whole mess of a story. I can't even keep track. But basically, she was fucking Vince. Because she's very rehearsed. Yeah. Before we were... um... Before we started taping, I, I heard the video you were listening to with Laura. Mm-hmm. And she just sounds so rehearsed and She's so She's like, fake. I'm a mother. And I'm just like, okay, you got this stuff from Iyanla, but it hasn't stopped you from sleeping with somebody. Man. Also, Tamar Braxton and Vince were spotted at the airport together. TMZ asked them, are they together now? All Vince could say is God is good. Tamar cleared it up and was just like, nah, I'm, we're not together at all. He is still managing Tamar. So this is really just, it's, it's too much. And I think she needs to get away from this man. But we all know in abuser fashion or like the victim fashion, right. it's kind of hard to get away, right? Tamar, take a break, sis. Get off the Instagram, get off the social medias and clean up that um, entire mess of whole the entire, situation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Please, because it's, it's too much now. Um, she, I heard her mention something about they've decided to now take this whole situation off social media because they want to put their son first. Yeah. But I'm just like, did you put him first when you all were doing all this before and when your mom was going on a world tour talking about how Vince is an abuser? And also, can we just ask the real question? Why would y'all sleep with Vince? Okay, you got anything for the hung music? (laughs) So we just want to shout out and show our love to our girl Cardi B and Bruno Mars. Yes, yes. For the video that was just released this morning, I think at midnight, Mm -hmm. wasn't it this morning? Um, Finesse is awesome. It's a great video. We posted a clip on it on our Instagram, and it was just awesome, just how it really just pay respect to the 90s and then live in color um, and opened up just like in living color used to open up back in the day Mm -hmm. you had the whole set um you had the door where cardi b came out the door in the beginning you had the um the fly girls um the choreography was great the colors were great yeah 
I'm just, I just want to say that I'm really here for her. I wasn't a big fan of her coming off of the reality TV, mm. but I have really grown to have respect for her because I felt like she came into the game. She stayed true to the game. She stayed true to herself. She didn't come into it trying to be better than anybody else, not trying to throw, not trying to make money off of throwing shade yeah. or trying to, you know, be commercial or I, I just really respect how she came into this and look at how her glow up is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at all the things that she's accomplished. I mean, Cardi B has broken literally records yeah. in this short period of time as a rapper, as a female rapping artist. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm here for her. And um, I'm just, you know, and shout out to Bruno. You know, he's he's just an amazing, talented artist. I, To my understanding, this was actually a remix to the song that he had already put out on his last album. Yes, yes. So, you know, maybe this was a, you know, a kick up for, you know, something new that he's, you know, putting together some new work that he's working on mm -hmm. or a tour. Um, is he on tour now? I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I didn't do my fact check on that. I think yeah. that's an amazing collaboration. And like... <clears throat> it was. I too... And I would never would have thought... That it would have worked. Yeah, but it did. To put those two together. It did, you know? yeah. It was great. Yeah. And, like, I really respect Cardi's hustle. And just, you know, going back to the conversation of boundaries, you mentioned, you know, she's not out here throwing shade or engaging in drama. And, you know, she's really set that boundary on interviews and kind of off, right? This whole thing with her and yeah, Offset blew does. up. And even though she posted, like, you know, that Snapchat single or whatever, you don't really see her out here engaging too much in that drama she's really about her mm -hmm. paper she's about her hustle she's about her business and i just have to respect that yeah yeah and i liked how when that happened she was just like yeah we back together we broke up like that's what people do mm -hmm. like and that's our business <laughs> like that's so what yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. i just i just i just appreciate her um being authentic and um you know we'll be watching yeah awesome yeah all righty so let's move on <laughs> Who are you hanging up on this week? Or is it a hung up? Um, so I am hung up, but I am also hanging up. So I am hung up on the Presidential Advisory Council on HIV AIDS, also called, also called PACHA, um, specifically the one from the Obama administration. I am hanging up on this current administration, which has on December 28th, it was released that they completely um, fired clean house of the count of the council members. So all, they let them all go. Mm -hmm. um, and so what Pacha is, is basically a advisory board that you could call it or an advisory mm -hmm. council that kind of gives recommendations on how to address the HIV AIDS um, pandemic, mm -hmm. right? Um, both nationally and In internationally. Mm -hmm. So there are four subsections to the um, council. There are four subcommittees. The incident subcommittee, the access to care subcommittee, the disparity subcommittee, and the global subcommittee, right? And under the Obama-appointed council, there are facts that say that incidences of HIV were on the decline. Individuals um, were able to live with the virus um, and were increasingly able to kind of like access resources to manage the virus. So it kind of made their quality of life a little better. There was also funding as one who worked in like the public health sphere 
during that time, there was funding available for education and other resources to address the incidence and rates of HIV AIDS nationally again and internationally, right? Under this new administration, not to say that a lot of the stuff dried up completely, but from the time January 2017 happened, a lot of funding for HIV programming, even in the city, was not renewed, right? Or disappeared or what have you. Now the council members that were appointed under, under the Obama administration have been dismissed and fired, and new council members, I guess, will be appointed um, in the upcoming months. Now, this isn't really new, right? So this um, council started from like the Clinton administration and kind of at the turn of every administration, so from Democrat to Republican, there has kind of been a cleaning of house. There's been a change. What makes me a little nervous and what concerns me is that this administration is definitely known to appoint people to these positions, whether it be, you know, council, whether it be cabinet members, what what have you. It's been there is record showing that there have been people appointed who are not qualified for the position. Right. So when you're dealing with something... And that serves his serious, purpose. Right, and that serves his purpose. And I ain't going to say his name. We know who. Him. Yeah, yeah. he shall not be named, right? <laughs> so when you consider the fact that people may be appointed now, and right? And corrupt, yeah. Who may not be qualified for the position, how is that going to impact the experience of HIV-AIDS in this country and abroad, specifically for people of color, for LGBT individuals, you know, for people who may not readily have the resource to go get the right. education and the management skills themselves, you know, yeah, or the preventive yeah, That's exactly who's going to impact. Right. Because the folks with money mm-hmm. will be able to tap into resources. Yeah. So this is directly impacting underrepresented groups um, and communities. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I will say is, you guys, please visit HIV.gov. Um, to learn more about Pacha and the importance of having qualified members in the council. Um, I also would encourage you to just look locally at the resources currently in your community that um, offer preventive help, management help when it comes to HIV AIDS um, so that you can share with others and keep us all informed. Yeah. Yeah. Hope that makes sense, y'all. I'm still tired. That four and a half, I'm ready for another four and a half. You know what I'm talking about? I hope that makes sense. It's so crazy. <laughs> what about you? Um, this week, mine is just really short and simple. I am hung up on all the podcasters out there in the podcast world. Um, as I dive more and more into the podcasting world, and I'm... On Instagram, and I'm finding these podcast communities that you can join, really just learning a lot little by little. Um, It's just really exciting to see so many people, so many people who are involved and who love to do exactly what we do. So I'm just excited about, and we've said it so many times, just networking, linking up with people. Mm. This weekend will be with... The remedy. The remedy. So I'm looking forward to really seeing them. So I'm I'm hung up on them. I'm hung up on, you know, just everyone who loves what we do, mm-hmm. using our voices every week or every other week or how 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 however often you do it. Um, because this stuff is not easy. It's not. It's no. really not easy to start something new where you, you know, I'm not gonna say you are nobody because. 
you were somebody because you God's child. <laughs> but in this world, like, if you don't already have a following or if you don't really have a name, you're really, like, stepping tough. into a room yeah. where no one knows you. And you have to really start to convince people to just want to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um, it's like I, I I have a love for it. Um, I find I find myself spending more and more hours every week, like nice. just being involved and yeah. learning and, and doing different things online. So just shout out to everybody. Um, recently, I have really fallen in love with um, gay side stories, and um, here for it. Yeah, I actually was listening to them today. I really like their podcast. Yeah. Um, those two guys are awesome. So I'm just really, I'm, I'm just really, it just really d- d- does delight my heart. I'm wondering if other people who podcast out there also get that kind of feeling. Um, I just, I, I love it. Yeah. And I hope to meet some of you. Same. I hope to work with some of you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just like a whole, it's a whole new world. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. This just came across my Twitter newsfeed. Mary J. Blige will be honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame January 11th. And she deserves it. Shout out it. to you, Mary. She deserves. Shout out. Oh. Especially after. Did you see that story break today? About, about- Ken. Goodbye. No. No. He can go. Okay. He's probably going to try to take half that star. But he won't have his name. We will not speak on that. At all. Because we're not giving that any energy. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so, just, yeah, we ending this on a positive note. Okay. Shout out to all y'all podcasters out there, especially black podcasters. Yeah. We are black gay podcasters. so here for you guys. And, you know, I don't know how everybody else communicates and links with other podcasts online, but I really be trying to connect and, and comment and like and... And really see, you know, what people are doing and listen and listen to their shows and, and comment on it. Um, I don't know if that's corny to some people, but mm-hmm. um, I really just, I, I just, yeah, I, I enjoy that. So shout out, shout out to y'all. Shout yes. out to us. Yes. Pods in color. And shout out to Barry hey, for, Barry. for, you know, what she's done as far as like bringing a lot of resources and information in one place. And the good thing about it is, is that she's not the only resource. You know, there's a lot of sites out there. There's a lot of communities, um, community groups, Facebook groups that you can go to to find out a lot of information. Um, so, yeah, it's great. Nice. Cute. Well, as always, y'all, this has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at IAM. P-R-Y-N. <laughs> and I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at HungUpPod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. You can email us by clicking our email link on our Instagram page. Or you can simply do it the old-fashioned way and send us an email at HungUpPod at gmail.com. Yes, and engage with us because we want to engage with you. So keep those ratings coming. Hey, keep those comments coming. Uh, keep those coming. Uh, keep those that coming. Hey, yes, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And we will see you guys next, next week. week. Peace. Bye. The other one is creating boundaries.
I thought that freedom, you know, this idea of I just want to be free. I want to fall in love, and I just want to love someone unconditionally. And I tried that, but you know what? I figured out that I'm more of a conditional loving kind of person. <laughs> Your girl got boundaries, you know? Like, I have some conditions. I'm trying to be like Jesus every single day, but until I get there, you just can't do whatever you want to do to me. I've got some boundaries. I got to create some boundaries because... The kind of love that I have to give, I can't just give away freely to people who don't understand or respect what they're getting in return. So I've got some boundaries when it comes to relationships. When I got boundaries, when it came to my relationships, I got lonely, but I also didn't have no drama. I didn't have no stress. My edges was flourishing. My skin was smooth. My waist was snatched because your girl messed around and got some boundaries. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity, you need boundaries. What? Okay, this is probably too far. All right. If you're visiting for the first time, I apologize for that. Seriously, though. You guys are really petty. Okay, listen. A lot of the issues that we have with friendships and relationships that we end up having over and over and over again, they don't exist in our life because bad things just keep happening to us. They exist in our lives because we have not created boundaries. You have one time, maybe twice to get over on me. After that, you've taught me a lesson. Sometimes the only way to love someone unconditionally is to distance yourself in such a way that their issues don't become your issues. I can't be your ride or die if riding with you is trying to kill me. Now, if we gonna go do something, okay. <laughs>